Spot On is sponsored by the Wellbeing Project here at Boston University. This project is a new campus-wide initiative to support students' health and wellness during their time at the university. Log on to bu.edu to learn more about the Wellbeing Project. You are listening to Spot On, a health and wellness podcast that breaks through the latest media headlines to provide you with accurate and usable information that is, well, spot on, spot on to meet your needs. I am your host, Dr. Joan Salji Blake, a nutrition professor at Boston University and the author of the college textbook called Nutrition and You, which is used in colleges across the United States and abroad. So welcome to Spot On. Okay, everybody, grab your passport because today we are going to talk about studying abroad. You know, what are some of the advantages and maybe some of the challenges of studying abroad? We're doing this episode because, believe it or not, I read the statistics that one out of every 10 college students actually studies abroad. That is just unbelievably mind-boggling to me. So with that, let's go to the streets and find out what their take is on studying abroad. I love it. Done it twice. New Zealand and L.A. And I liked it because they're good opportunities for work. I went to Sydney, Australia, and I loved it because I went in the spring, so it was summertime there. I got to work there, which was really cool because now I could say I worked in another country. I did not go abroad. I just, like, didn't have the room to. I went abroad in Paris, France. It was honestly a good experience. I'm really glad that I went. Of course, it was definitely difficult. There were times where I wanted to drop out and leave, but... I stayed, which also was a huge testament to myself. I'm not going to because I want to double major in engineering. I won't be able to because I have such a full course load, but um, I think if you can, you should. I actually had a really good study abroad experience in Grenoble, France. My professors were just awesome. So I do plan on studying abroad junior year, most likely, because that's the only time that it's available for me. And I want to mostly to just explore new places and kind of get out of Massachusetts because I've been here my whole life. I want to go abroad to Madrid. I'm a Spanish minor and I really want to like practice my Spanish in like a real life setting. Also Spain has, I've heard stories and it sounds amazing. I know I'll learn a lot just being like immersed in a like different culture. I am not studying abroad because I, it didn't work with my degree program and there was just never a semester where it made sense, but I did kind of regret that. So today, to study this great topic here of studying abroad, I have two wonderful guests here. You know, studying abroad is totally a foreign concept to me. Get it? Foreign concept? Because when I went to college, this is 100 years ago, I commuted to college. Yes, I commuted every day. I didn't go live in the dorm. My goodness gracious, I didn't even leave the state, let alone, you know, study abroad. And when I finally did leave the country, I went to Canada, and I'm not even sure if that even counts as going abroad. You know, my day, you didn't even need a passport. All you needed was a driver's license to get to Canada. So I am really thrilled to talk to some two experts here that are going to give you two sides of the coins here about studying abroad. So my first guest is, I'm so excited, is Elsa Dom Kaler, and she has been working at the Boston University Study Abroad Program, and she's now the senior manager. And Gary 
get ready for this. She has traveled to over 30 countries. So I want to see your passport because is there, are there any more pages left in your passport? Unfortunately, I just had to renew. So it's only got two stamps. Oh, in my goodness. Oh, that's a riot. <laughs> and I have Brandy Moser, and she is a student who traveled abroad. And welcome, Brandy. Thank you. But I have to tell you, I'm all transparent. I don't hide anything. And let me tell you, um, I was had the lucky, lucky blessing of last summer co-teaching a course summer abroad in Italy. Yes, I went back to my people. And Brandy was a student who went to Italy with me. So I have pictures and we'll share them on the Facebook page. So she's going to give the student side of it. So I am so, so excited to be talking about this. So, you know, Elsa, what are, what are some of the advantages of studying abroad? How much time do we have? Oh, gosh, go golly. <laughs> so I think right now what's really, really helpful for this generation of students, Generation Z, they're always focused on the return on investment, right? Mm, right. So we do a lot with talking about how studying abroad is such a resume builder. There are all these studies that have come out recently about the employability after study abroad and higher earning potential and getting a job more quickly than those who don't study abroad. So that's kind of what is at the forefront of my mind, especially for college students at BU. Yeah, you know, that that's so interesting because I read that too. There was a statistics that if you study abroad that employers really like that. And they actually, they said on the average, we'll make $7,000 more by having on their resume that they studied abroad. And and why, why do employers like that? Right, because you, of course, in, in addition to studying the courses that you're, you're taking, you gain all this other knowledge while you're abroad, right? Mm-hmm. There's so much personal and professional growth. So some of those skills are going to be problem solving, right? So when I was in Italy, they have a washer dryer machine. It's one machine. I had to figure out how to dry my clothes. <laughs> that alone is, is a problem solving skill that you already have. Um, cultural awareness. So you're just surrounded by people from all types of backgrounds all the time. And employers really like to see that because you're working on teams with people from very diverse backgrounds. So Can I tell you a funny story about that washer and dryer in Italy? I had the same problem. So this is me. I'm on the floor. And you know, first I'm trying to figure out the, well, how, what is on and off in, in Italian. I should know that, but I don't. And then I'm Googling it. And trying with with Google, I mean, it took me about a day to figure out how to wash and dry. <laughs> so, Brandy, what made you decide, you know, gee, you wanted to travel abroad? I never left the country before either, mm, right. and I definitely wanted to when I was in college. Mm. There's not many other times that I may be able to, so I thought it was a great opportunity, and we had such good programs that I just felt like it was super great to fit into my schedule, being able to go abroad in the summer. Yes, because we went for the whole month of June, mm-hmm. and June in Italy was just fabulous. Okay, so now you're learning all about studying abroad, so I got a deal for you. So this summer, June 2020, I have been asked to teach a course in Italy. It's the Italy Padua Mediterranean Diet, Food, Culture, and Health course. So you can come to Italy with me, and we're going to learn all about the Mediterranean diet and health, and we may even learn some Italian. So if you're interested in joining me in Italy for course credit, it is bu.edu forward slash abroad. So log on, learn more and please apply.
there are programs and there are programs, aren't there? So can you kind of explain, you know, what what's a good program and what should students look for when they decide to go study abroad? Yeah, well, they're all good programs, of course, right? Yeah. It just depends on the type of uh, program that a student is looking for. So BU Study Abroad has 98 programs in their portfolio. Right. So they range from... Um, programs like our London location where there are three residential buildings, there's 200 or more students on site, we have a faculty and staff of two dozen people. And then we also have kind of smaller niche programs where we have exchange agreements with different universities and you just completely immerse yourself in that university, take all of their courses. Right. You know, uh, a lot of the listeners are not Boston University students because spot on is just for anybody that is a college student, knows a college student, or soon to be a college student. But while we are at Boston University have terrific programs, but not everybody has, you know, solid programs. So what should a student look for when they're shopping around to go study abroad? Yeah, well, another stat I'll throw out there, we have actually 18% or more of our students from other universities around the U.S., so that's a fun fact. But something that you should look for, it's really just a personal um, search. There are a lot of students that want to go where their friends are going, but my, maybe that's not the best fit for them academically or personally, or there may not be an internship component that they're really looking for. So start thinking right now about the type of experience you want. Do you want to study a foreign language? Do you want to live with a host family, which is so rewarding? And then once you think about those things, you'll be more targeted in your search and really know what you're looking for. Right. You know, Brandy, let's talk about that because why did you pick this one? And and I know you, you had uh, stayed with a host family. So So tell our listeners what that really was like. I picked this mainly out of an interest. When I first found out about the program, I was not a nutrition major. It was something that was very different than what I was actually studying. And along the way, I became a nutrition major. But when I studied abroad, I just wanted a full cultural immersion experience. Again, it was something different than what I was studying in school. Um, but just learning about a new culture was something I never was able to experience before. And living with a homestay, I learned about the food, the cooking, the nightlife, everything you possibly could have imagined just living with somebody from another country. Right. So did they, like, just take you under their wing and just... Yes. Yeah. It was great. I still stay in touch with them now. No we, kidding. We bonded over a lot of things that I just didn't think I would be able to bond with somebody in another country about. I um, was able to go to places based on their recommendations, right. and some of our best nights were places that my host family had told me to go to. Sure. I mean, it's like it's, it's like TripAdvisor. Yes. You know, you're living with TripAdvisor because, you know, you always ask the locals where's the best restaurant is, and so they're going to tell you all the insides and outs. That's adorable. So you're still in contact with them? Yes. I even sent her a gift recently over the holidays. Oh, oh you just did that so they'll invite you back. You know, <laughs> my goodness gracious. So that's really fun. And I think that, you know, living with that host family will give you the really the total um, experience. Was there any uh, children in the house? Or, or No, there wasn't. But the family I stayed with was extremely social. So yes. I was actually able to meet people from all over the world from other countries. Oh and goodness. she made it like a huge point to have everyone come at least every single weekend that I can meet different people and learn about their experiences too. Okay, when we when we get off air here, you're going to give me her name because I'm going to go stay with her when next time I'm in Italy. And by the way, I'm teaching the course in Italy again this summer, but I'm going to stay with your host family for sure. Elsa, what, you know, this whole, the world is big, but the world is really getting very small. And, you know, this whole global perspective, we talked about that it could help you get a job, but what about getting into graduate school? Yeah, there's more stats on that okay, as well. Okay, tell me. You're like the stat lady. Um, yeah, so the University of California just recently did a study that um, students 
students who studied abroad, 90% of them got into their first or second choice graduate school. So if that's something that students are looking for, then absolutely you'll want to study abroad. Okay, so, all right, listen, give us some inside information about admissions. You're telling me that admissions, they, people who are reading your application, again, like that they studied abroad. And what, what do you think? Why do they like that? It shows that students are curious. I think that's a really important aspect for, for students, especially for grad school and mm-hmm. life in general. Mm-hmm. It also shows that they're adaptable, so mm-hmm. they're not afraid that it's going to be a really intense um, transition into graduate school from undergraduate or working. So these kinds of things are just going to be inherent in study abroad. You're going to experience them whether or not you intend to, right? And so graduate schools and employers are looking for this in addition to the, you know, immense personal and professional growth that you're experiencing. That's, I mean, that's a good tip, a good inside tip. Did you speak Italian, Brandy? Or how did you learn the language? So I did not speak any Italian. Mm-hmm. I know nothing in the Romance languages. So <laughs> it was quite the experience being there, not knowing anything. Um, so I just picked it up from being immersed and yeah. picked a few up a few words. And it actually inspired me to learn a new language when I came back right. now that I realize what it's like being in an environment where no one can communicate with you and I really realized the importance of communication and knowing multiple languages you know <laughs> I was there and I, I learned how to say cappuccino okay <laughs> and I was very very proud of myself and I'll tell you a funny story um, you're talking about getting immersed in, into a, a culture typical American I get there and they have these coffee bars all over right Brandy, yep. all over every corner everywhere everywhere and so this is made like the like the first day I'm like, cappuccino, please. I'm like this crazy American. Cappuccino. And you know, da 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 They're like slow and getting the cappuccino. And I'm like, so I'm like, watch, cappuccino. I, I have to go. I have to get. And she's looking at me like I'm a crazy person. And you know something? I am a crazy person. I'm called a crazy American. And like, stop. Relax. And they go every morning, the same mm-hmm. people you see at the little coffee bar, and they have the cappuccino and they talk to their neighbors. Imagine they talk to the neighbors. <laughs> and then they come back at the end of the day. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And what tells tell Brandy about the end of the day? What do they do? At the cafe? Yes. They still have espresso. That's right. They, so but not a cappuccino. Not a cappuccino. <laughs> explain that. This is a very, very, this is so beautiful. That was a giveaway. So explain to everybody why they don't have cappuccino. Isn't that funny? So here we have like iced coffees all day. You drink it all day. And we expect that if you go into a cafe, you can get a cappuccino. But in Italy, you do not get a cappuccino in the afternoon. You don't. You don't dare to ask for one. <laughs> right. And so isn't that interesting? Like you would never know that until you go into the culture and there you go and do that. So, um, Elsa, what could be some challenges for students, you know, go, trying to study abroad? Yeah. I just came back, actually, from um, a presentation about financing study abroad. So that's oh, always something okay. that students think about when they're looking to study abroad, but there are so many options, it just takes a lot of planning. Right? Right, right. And as I mentioned in the search process, it's a really personal search process. So same with the perceived barriers of studying abroad. So maybe it's an academic thing that you think won't work, or maybe you've got some family things going on, or, or whatever it may be. But the important thing, I think, if you're planning ahead and you're, you're open to different experiences, a lot of those challenges can be um, overcome. So when, they, when you study abroad financially, you have to pay tuition dollars? Yes. Yeah. So the good thing about BU Study Abroad, and this is for for Mm. other students from other universities as well, financial aid covers it. So, you know, if you can spend three months out of your life abroad while financial aid is covering that experience, win-win in my book. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a great, I would not have known that. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, and, you know, again, Brandy, another reason why 
do it now because you're going to regret if you don't yes. do it, right? Yes. And so was that one of the pluses for you? for why you wanted to study abroad? Yes, definitely. I didn't. I had an opportunity in high school, but couldn't afford it. And yeah. so going into college, I knew there were so many resources. Um, and there were, even in the summer when financial aid usually doesn't cover study mm -hmm. abroad experiences, there's still tons of scholarships out there that you can apply for. And also just budgeting when you're abroad is really helpful too. Okay, so tell me about the scholarship. I love I love to save money. So so like, what do you mean with the scholarships? So I was able to apply for a scholarship through through BU and I received scholarship money towards the tuition in the summer, oh. but also I, I applied to outside scholarships. <gasps> There's tons of organizations that offer um, scholarships to people from different groups and different areas of the world, depending on where you're going to. All right, so Brandy's gonna be nice enough to share this list with us, and we're gonna put this list up on the, the uh, Spot On Facebook page, because that's really neat that you, there's outside, so people that will support that, that's great. I had no idea that, I figured the university would give you scholarships, but what the heck, right? Somebody else is paying you for to go to Italy. Yeah, go, you go, girl. That's great. Tell me about, Brandy, when you went there and you had, you know, you're with this Italian family and you're really learning some really great things, what happened when you got back? Everyone got a little annoyed because I would not stop talking about <laughs> Italy. Um, <laughs> but it was, it it was great. I enjoyed being back and I was able to appreciate some things back home a little bit more, but also I incorporated things that I learned and I experienced in Italy into my life back home. Right. Um, and it was nice. I was a little a little homesick, but so it was nice to return. But I definitely used a lot of the things that I learned while I was sitting abroad and mm -hmm. applied them to my life when I got back. Give, give me an example of that because I really think that's like life altering. So what did you do? What did you learn in Italy that you brought back that you kept going in, in the States? I am a very busy paced person that does not like to stop working whatsoever. I go 24 seven and when I went to Italy, I could not do that. They mm -hmm. just have a very different way of life. They slowed down and that was something I really tried to um, do when I got home and like take breaks and like spend more time just having dinner with like my family and friends, something that they prioritize there. Also, I loved going to the farmer's market every single day in Italy, and I made it a point to go to a farmer's market once a week when I was home. Right, right. You know, that's uh, interesting that you said that. I want to tell you a little bit about Brandy. Not only did she... Uh, was a student that came there but let me tell you why she's you know running all the time because she's studying biochemistry and molecular biology and nutrition okay that's two two majors in nutrition at Boston University so I understand why like you went from crazy busy and all of a sudden you land in you know the boat sails to Italy and you're like what what you know like oh you sit down see that's great because as Americans, we do this all the time. I'm guilty as myself. I mean, it's like, I got two minutes? Let me see. I'll write a book. You know what I mean? It's like that. And we don't relax. And then when you go to another country, mm -hmm. you say, hello, these people got it right. So I'm glad that you were able to bring that back. Because that you know that's going to be helpful for you, you know later in life and when you start working, and so I guess Elsa, that's really the culture. That is the whole idea of it, right? To go abroad and take back 
right. the good stuff. Right, exactly, yeah. There's all this talk about assimilating into a different culture and being exactly like that that culture when you're there. But I like to think about it as taking the best of that culture, taking the best of your culture, and blending it into this kind of you know different vibe and, um, and just taking stuff from a lot of different places. So me having been to more than 30 countries. Okay, rub it in. I Go ahead, so rub it in. I have so many of that. You know, I have so many different foods that I love from different uh, places, so many different friends that have really different backgrounds. And the more places you go, the more you get out, the more beneficial it is. Right. So do you still keep contact with friends that you've met? I absolutely do, yeah. Some of my favorite people are from different places that I've been in life, and it's just kind of funny, like you have this passport of friends that you have as well, of the stamps, yeah. That is so great. That is so, so fabulous. Well, it's the same thing with Brandy, because you're keeping in touch with them. Mm -hmm. And also, aren't you keeping in touch with the group yes so tell us about that because that was that was fun yeah so we were people from all different majors all different walks of life and all different colleges yep, and all different colleges right and we were kind of just thrown together it was a relatively small group um thrown into italy and we were able to really bond over all the things that we were experiencing and that's something that lasted once we came back people from different universities are still staying in touch with each other and it's really nice yeah and you know that's a that's that's like, I never went to summer camp, sleepaway camp, but it's sort of the same thing where mm-hmm. you've been with these people. In our, your case, it was four weeks and every day, and then you, you'd go out at night, right? Yeah. And so it, it, it becomes that memory of that experience in Italy, and you're all in the same boat that you didn't you know, have to speak Italian or you didn't know where you were going, but you got it together. So that's really, really nice. That's really, really super. And I guess, Elsa, you, that you probably hear that a lot. All the time, yeah. So my job, I think it's the best job in the office. I work with students before they want to go abroad, so I'm seeing the excitement on their face, realizing that they can study abroad. And then I get to work with them when they come back, too. So I work with them as ambassadors after I've seen this huge growth in them. And so when your friends are getting annoyed with you for talking about Italy, come talk to me, because I love hearing it. You could be an ambassador, Brandy. You can get everybody. You can do that, so that's really, really good. All right, so Brandy, your advice, give some key advice. What would you give some advice? to students who are thinking about it, you know, not sure. So what's some advice you might want to give? I think for me, I was most scared about budgeting for studying abroad and feeling like I wasn't going to be able to do it with my majors. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't let those excuses steer you away from not doing it because it really is a great experience. And there are options out there. There's so many ways that you can budget while you're abroad, just taking advantage of the local culture rather than traveling everywhere. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of things you can do. So don't let those big, looming um, excuses prevent you from even thinking about studying abroad. Good, good, good. And, and so, you know, what would be the best steps? I mean, you, you had the luxury here of you know, having you have all these wonderful programs, but if someone is at a university that maybe doesn't have a robust study abroad program, how can they go and, and investigate? No, programs. I mean, just like we were saying that BU offers programs to other universities, mm-hmm. but a lot of other schools do that too. Mm-hmm. So just putting in some Google searches of what you're interested in, maybe not your major, but just something that you really want to do abroad or locations you want to go and just starting from there to see if there's options out there. Great, great, super. And also, what, any words of wisdom here? I guess just 
don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. It sounds like such a cliche, but it's so true. And you know, so many of my best moments and and students' best moments that I talk to has happened in an unknown situation, no matter what it is. And when you get through that situation, um, or your your perceptions of a certain location or topic are are blown out of the water, you just have such a better appreciation for it. Right. And remember, you're not going alone. It's right. not like you're going to you know Italy all by yourself. You're going with other exactly. students. Exactly. And you're not you're not going forever either. Right. So really, right. just taking advantage of every opportunity while you still have time. Right. Well, my goal, I, I'm going to have a goal, is that I am going to go to 33 countries because I want to <laughs> beat you and your, your new passport so that's going to be on my to-do list so I want to thank the both of you so Elsa from uh, Boston University Study Abroad Program and Brandy Moser who is um, you know she's a seasoned uh, study abroad student now This is, maybe you'll major in it you know pick up another major <laughs> You're a professional study abroad student so I want to thank the both of you for being on Spot On thank you thank you Spot On is sponsored by the Wellbeing Project here at Boston University. This project is a new campus-wide initiative to support students' health and wellness during their time at the university. Log on to bu.edu to learn more about the Wellbeing Project. Spot On is supported by the Boston University Sargent College's Master of Science degree in Nutrition program. Log on to bu.edu to learn more about this fabulous nutrition graduate program. Thank you for listening to Spot On. Please subscribe to Spot On on your favorite podcast app for new episodes every week. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Joan Salgy Blake. And also like our Spot On Facebook page and suggest topics for future episodes. And oh, by the way, could you ask five of your friends or family members to download Spot On and subscribe to it? Do I ask a lot from you? <laughs> <laughs>